I'm Brian, and we're doing our typical thing, Pixel Pushers Podcast. Pixel Pushers Podcast. Without pickles. Without pickles or mustard. And who do we have today? Today we have Amy Harbour from Chicago, Illinois. And what's her story? She is a model actress in the big city, and um, she's very affected by the pandemic. Had to send her toilet paper a little while ago. Shortage went all over the country. Yep. And we have special access. Yeah. (laughs) We're not that important. So you want to have a look? Yeah, sure. Let's look and see. So, hi, I'm Amy Harbour. It's A-M-Y-H-A-R-B-E-R, not like the boat harbor. Yeah. Uh, I'm in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm a model and actress and, uh, you know, kind of whatever pays the bills. And uh, I watched your... um, The Doritos commercials. Demo reel. Like, talk about some of the brands you've been involved with. That's kind of like an interesting thing. So, my biggest commercial was for Boost Mobile. I've done, um, I did a hosting thing that was on American Airlines, which I've actually watched like two months ago, Uh three months ago. Um, A Thousand Ways to Die. I did a Doritos commercial. I did a lot of local commercials Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Um, I did a bird's eye commercial that never aired. Uh (laughs) The Doritos one never aired either because it was back when they used to have those contests. Uh Uh-huh. And only the winner got to air during the Super Bowl. Oh. Oh, so that could have been. But still, that could have. That was a big. That's still a big deal, though. Yeah. That's still a big deal. And um, I was going to let you take the lead on this a lot. Okay. Um, So, my biggest um, question is um, you're in Chicago. I am. How long have you been on lockdown? I have personally been on lockdown since. March 15th, I, that was the day that I went and voted early, and that was a Sunday, and we were all spaced out three feet apart, and then while I was in, and the line was massive, and while I was in line, I got the message, like, hey, we're all, you know, I started, like, getting, you know, panicky, and then we got the message, hey, all the restaurants are closing tomorrow. Like, done. And that's why I do on the weekends. I work at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I handle mostly parties with tour groups, um, big events. And standing there right in line, I started having a panic attack. By the time I get done voting, I can barely breathe. I go straight to urgent care. I was like, I'm not going to the emergency room. Absolutely not. That's the last place I want to be. I'll go to urgent care. I literally was on the floor of the urgent care crying my eyeballs out because I was so scared and so freaked out. And I've, yeah, there was one point where I didn't leave my house for a week. Like didn't even leave my apartment to even go downstairs and get my mail. Oh goodness. I remember remember you saying uh, something about that on Facebook. Um, So you have a lot of anxiety over it um, personally. Uh, is that, 
how about the people around you? I, I see that you're posting a lot about how people are not taking this seriously. Can you tell us a little bit about what, uh, how others are reacting there? So I did go out a couple times because I had to pick up prescriptions. And this was when I was still having really bad anxiety about the whole situation. Um, it would be, you know, there was like a kid riding his skateboard in the Walgreens and his dad's just letting him do it. And people, you know, I was basically playing human keep away from people while waiting for my prescription. It's interesting. What I'm seeing about a lot of states um, is people are starting to protest now, like protest the quarantine and the lockdown. Are you seeing a lot of that there? They've, today was the first day that they made mention of it with people driving around the um, Thompson Center, which is downtown in what we call the Loop. It's where they do a lot of the press conferences. Um, I guess people were driving around the block today, but not that many. Uh, we also, you know, there's, it's a lot of people riding public transportation in Chicago. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really have a car protest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we have uh, that for us. We've seen, um, like you were, uh, I think in Ohio, we're having, um, people showing up at the state house in Columbus every time, every day, the governor's giving, um, his speech every day, about what's going on and people are protesting, you know, open up the government, open up, you know, open up the state again. Um, uh, you know, showing up with, you know, with their guns and whatnot, like, whether they're going to shoot the virus. Like, I mean, are you seeing that kind of stuff in Chicago? Like you're in a different no, kind of, I'm not, but then again, one, I live, I live about tw uh, 30 minutes North of everything. that's like downtown. And I haven't, I haven't even been on the train since March 14th, March 15th. So, so you don't, you're not driving your own car. No, I don't even own a car here. Okay. Why? Well, that's yeah. I kind of yeah. figured since you don't have to. Who wants but, to um, drive through Chicago? No, oh, my Jesus. God. <laughs> and then the parking. You kind of thought you might've had it. That's uh, what I was going to get. Cause you did some traveling very recently. Yeah. So Tell I went, I went to Australia. So I went to Melbourne, Sydney, and then I popped over to New Zealand to go to Auckland, and then I went to Los Angeles. And I left January 27th, and that was right after the U.S., I think, had like, it was like five days after the U.S. had like their first cases. Case one, yes. Yeah, and... Um, you were seeing a few people wearing masks at the airport, but nothing, you know, it was like, Oh no, big deal. It's okay. It's just the flu, you know, it's flu like symptoms, you know, yeah. no big deal. Okay. I'm going to Australia anyway. Okay. I went to Australia. I went to a major tennis tournament. Um, then I, so I was in Melbourne. Then I went to Sydney where I went to, um, Bondi Beach, which ended up being a hot spot in Australia. Uh-oh. Um, but that was like 
two, three weeks after I got back. Well, that was like when they were shutting down the beach because everybody's partying on the beach there. Then when I was in Auckland, I went to the Pride Festival, which is one of the bigger Pride Festivals in the Pan Pacific region. Then I went to Los Angeles, where I went to another huge gathering. So about two a week or two after I got back, I had the worst headache in the world. It was over like seven days and it just kept getting more in my head, more in my head. And I was like, okay, this is a science infection. Okay. But it was like, it, it was like dizzy spells and stuff. I was like, I've never had that. I go to urgent care. They're like, Oh, it's science infection. You're fine. I was like, well, I've been traveling. Should I No, you're fine. You don't have a fever. That's one of the symptoms. Are you coughing? I was like, well, every now, once or twice. They're like, no, you don't need a test. It's not coronavirus. Sent me on my way with some antibiotics. I go to Comic-Con. Another massive event. Three days. Lots of people close quarters, too. Yeah. Three days. Um. The Friday night, the first night I go out to dinner, I start feeling really like the room is spinning. I'm like, oh shit, something doesn't feel right. Like something just doesn't feel. I was like, okay, maybe you're just dehydrated. You didn't drink enough water. Drink some electrolyte powder. You know, you're good. I go Saturday. Again, I start feeling like, hey, something's not right. And I'm coughing a little more. And I'm like, okay, no, it's just, you're just, you're being paranoid. Um, I almost, I start getting like really like tight in my chest during one of the panels. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the ER. My friend who's a nurse in Phoenix or works as a nurse in Phoenix, he's like, no. He goes, if anything, you're having a reaction to the antibiotics. Just keep an eye on it. What? But where was this Comic Con at? Like, Chicago. Chicago Comic Con. Okay. It was Chicago. It was C two E two. Um. So, flash forward to Monday. Monday night, going into Tuesday. I wake up. I'd gone to bed early because I had to be in the suburbs at like eight a.m. to shoot a commercial. I wake up at like two thirty a.m. My heart is racing. I feel like I'm being strangled. I can't breathe. I go on a coughing spell so bad, I almost pass out. I was like, okay, I cannot go to, I called like the telenurse. They're like, well, you should go. It sounds like you're having an antibiotic reaction. You should go to the, you should go to the ER. I was like, okay, that's not happening because I got to be on set. Okay. This is a science infection. I'm fine. I'll just stop taking the antibiotic. I go shoot my commercial. I'm still feeling like racing heart, tight chest. I go back to urgent care. Oh, I've now had a rash at this point for me. Give me me the timeline. uh, Again, what was the dates on this? Like, uh, so January or? um, I got back from... Australia, I'm actually looking at it now. I got back from Australia. I got back to the States on February 9th, but I didn't get back to Chicago until the 13th. And then I started feeling like crap on the 20th. 
I was in urgent care on the 26th. March 3rd, I'm back in urgent care saying, hey, you know, here's everything that's happened. At this point, I think Chicago maybe had five cases, mm-hmm. maybe 12. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, I did trap. They're like, no, no, no. Oh, it's impossible. You're just, having, you're just having a reaction to the antibiotic. You still don't have a fever. All your stuff is fine. Your, you know, your oxygen is like a little low. It's like 96 when it should be like 97, 98, 99. You're fine though. You're just probably, you're having a reaction to the antibiotics. And I had, oh, I had really bad stomach problems. Like it was like, I would, like my stomach was just cramping. And, you know, since we're having the conversation here, I was just sitting on the toilet, like Mm -hmm. literally. Um, I was like, and it felt like all my insides were rotting. I was like, oh my God, did I drink too much in Australia? Do I have a, you know, I you start getting paranoid. I was like, oh my God, do I have like a liver tumor or something? Mm-hmm. You know, but it felt like all my organs on this side of my body, on my left side, were rotting inside of me. Ooh. Um, and it just hurt in my ribs constantly. So then you know, flash forward here, you start hearing all these stories of people going, well, I never, like Pink, the singer Pink. I just saw a video today where she was talking to Ellen and she said, I never had a fever. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, so the symptoms start, have been all over the board, too. Yeah, so. you start hearing people going, oh, I got told it was a sinus infection. Mm. And I started putting the pieces together and I was like, did I maybe? Because I've taken amoxicillin a gazillion times in my life and I've never had a reaction. And all of a sudden at 46 years old, I developed an allergy to penicillin. That was early on when I was still having all the anxiety problems. Right. Yeah. And I was like, so I, I was on literally, I was on three Ativan a day. Yeah. Which is enough to really knock you on your butt. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, I was only on the three for like a week because I was like, you know, I'm not coming out of this being dependent on freaking benzos. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dangerous thing to be addicted to. But uh, did that help? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. It did. Well, I think what helped me more was hearing people go, oh, I didn't, I didn't have a fever. And I, so I kept saying, well, maybe I've already had this. So it gives you, it gave, it made you feel like you credible. It made you feel like you weren't just hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I was having like, and that's another thing, hallucination. Um, people were saying kind of about how they were having weird dreams and shit. I know two people that have tested positive. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Now they were like, yeah, I had the weird, I was like, oh my God, that was, I was having these whack-ass surreal dreams. I've heard a lot of people say the same thing too, on the dreams. Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, but that helped my anxiety more was in my head going, well, maybe I've already had this. And if so, maybe, you know, if someone does breathe on me, I won't catch it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, so how are you now? Um, how's your anxiety now? Are you still real scared to go out? No, I, I think I, I'm more annoyed when I go out. Uh-huh. 
I was going to ask, how is it when you go out? Like, like, what's it like in Chicago when you leave your house? Are you seeing everybody in masks? How's the grocery store? Um, I don't go to the grocery store. I haven't been to any store. I just get stuff delivered. Uh, but my, I, my grocery delivery, my guy had gloves. He had a mask. He put everything down and then walked away. And then after I checked it, I gave him thumbs up. And um, there's people in my neighborhood with masks, but there's also like idiots walking ten in a group at the park, blocking the blocking the path. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like overall? Do you feel like like people are uh, generally um, kind of like cautious, scared of this? Yeah, goodness, or I mean, do you feel like people don't care? Um, for the most part. They're, ta- you know, most part in my area, probably taking it seriously, but then we've got these pockets of knuckleheads that, you know, I'm in modeling and actor groups on Facebook and there's still people going, hey, let's get together and have a photo shoot. It'll be socially distanced. So I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You don't like this one girl and I will call her at best an Instagram model. Instagram lingerie model she's like hey I got a a room at the Hyatt in the loop Um, I'm taking photographers message me for my rates and available times it sounds enticing for a photographer Um, absolutely not but you know Um, I got her tossed out of her when you're like me and you know enough people in the service industry yeah. In Chicago, all you have to do is drop like, hey, um, so there's this girl doing this thing. Yeah. And they were like, like, literally, it took me like 30 minutes to be like, oh, I know someone that works at a hotel. We'll shut that shit down in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it was funny is we um, one of our earlier conversations with uh, Katie, she uh, lives in Inglewood, uh, Florida. So it's a retirement community. So all these people are the at risk people. Right. Yeah. And these old people just don't care. You know, they just don't care. They're, they want to have their margaritas. They want to, um, the beaches are opened and they close it a beach because too many people were there for COVID. So they moved to the next town with the beach. Like it just didn't seem like all these at risk, this area where there's all these at risk people like gave a shit. And oh, our, our mayor here isn't fucking around. Oh, she's like, literally if you do like Chicago mayor memes, you will find you will find Lori Lightfoot. Like she shut down the there's an urban trail that runs east to west. It's called the 606. She shut that shit down on the first nice day because people weren't playing by the rules. Um she shut the lakefront down. Like and here's the thing, a lot of people use the lakefront to like doctors and people that work downtown at like Northwestern or the children's hospital, they will use the lakefront to like bike to work. Now they, now you've got, because people were knuckleheads. Now these essential workers got to find another way to work because they can't be on the lakefront trail. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But yeah, I can't even like, I live two blocks from the lake. I can't even go to the, how has reality changed for you with what you do, where you're at? Um, let's hear about a little bit about that. Um, so even before we were all on lockdown and quarantine, I was already seeing the impact 
uh, from the model side of things, I was supposed to audition for um, some booth work at the houseware show convention that got canceled. Um, I was then supposed to audition for Bridal Mart, which is Bridal Market, which is a huge showing of bridal and prom wear. Um, Chicago Fashion Week. That actually the I was went to a fitting on the 14th and they were still planning to have fashion week in April. Wow. First it got postponed till June. Now it's completely canceled and not picked back up until the fall shows in October. And we hope that like for us, um, we do a lot of event stuff. Yeah. And we're wondering, uh, the postponements, is that really a postponement or is it just not going to happen yeah, this year? I think year, a lot of know? stuff is just not going to happen this year. I think at least, like, in the case of the Chicago Fashion Week, they're just going to skip. Right. Because you have two a year, right? Yeah. You have, like, fall, winter. Fall, winter is in the spring. Spring, summer is in the fall. So I think either they're going to have to combine and be like, this is all the stuff that was for fall, winter, right here in fall, winter, plus spring, summer of next year. Because what it is, is they show like this was going to be fall, winter, because mm-hmm. you have to show it that far in advance so that if you're mass producing, it's ready by fall, winter. Mm-hmm. So... But um, I saw that. Um, I had auditions that I've gone to that, you know, are now in a holding pattern. But I've also had, I've also started to get a few auditions now where they've been like, hey, we're going to shoot it in your home. We're going to send you the camera. The director's going to direct you via Zoom. Mm-hmm. They're going to send you a camera. They're going to send you the camera that they want, any props they want. You're going to have a one-on-one, like, and the director could be if like, that, okay. If the camera what? doesn't get delivered, shoot it straight down to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay, well, we want this, but we don't want the cat bed. You know, they'd be like directing you how they want the set mm-hmm. based on what's in your apartment that's or cool. what they've sent you. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I did a refresher course for the model camp that I went to in New York in November. I did a Zoom like refresher course with the, like it was all of us alumni. So I've been, you know, there have been some modeling and acting opportunities. Obviously I can't have photo shoots. I can't update my portfolio, which, you know, it's supposed to be pictures from the past 12 months. Mm -hmm. So I think now, you know, I'm, I'm like coming up on some photos that I need to be cycling out my portfolio and I can't cycle them out. How about your, um, have you tried to get any kind of compensation, any kind of unemployment, anything like that? Cause I know that we're going through hell getting that. I am lucky in the fact that one, I had, um, from acting and modeling jobs that I've done, I built up a three to six month emergency fund that was supposed to be like, Hey, if you blow out a knee working out, you know, I was always more in my head, more of you're going to hurt yourself at the gym or something from all your sports injuries. 
And that's why you're going to need to. Yeah, it's like an athlete. You're not going to last forever. So you got to, um, I mean, yeah. you're eventually going to, like, if you have as many broken bones as I have, um, you're not going to be able to keep doing what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, mine's, you know? mine's more soft tissue. Um, I have a tendency to tear tendons and stuff. There's been some opportunities, and I'm lucky that I have my restaurant job and I have my emergency fund. Um, I was already, we were already seeing the slowdown on the restaurant side before everything did get shut down. So I actually, I was supposed to work that last weekend and I had actually given up my shifts to people who had kids because I saw what was coming. I was like, okay, you know what? You get your money. But I also had a whole year of travel planned and now it's same here. Yeah, we had some we had some travels. I got lucky. I started DoorDash in January, and uh, just to to catch up on some bills and and you know we want to save for video cameras. So I started doing that to supplement our video and photography work. And well, we did and got uh, super lucky because that has uh, like you can't even get on that platform now because you know everybody needs a job so much. So I got really lucky with that. I was doing two kind of bucket listy things at the same time um mm-hmm. i was trying to go to all four tennis grand slams in honor of my mom oh mm-hmm. because she loved watching tennis so much and i had just gone to the australian and i was in the process of getting my french open tickets when all this went oh. and i was already in the queue for wimbledon tickets oh. so i was supposed to go to i was supposed to go to australia paris london new york so January, May, July, September. Mm-hmm. Then on top of it, after I started traveling around with the uh, little Duran Duran figures, I realized, <laughs> <laughs> and after they started following me on Twitter, which I was like, I mean, oh, cool. yeah. Uh, when Simon LeBon retweets you and you've loved him since 1984. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, like, awesome. okay. So the Funkos were going to go to Paris with me, but then they started announcing all their 40th anniversary shows. So I was supposed to go to Vegas. I had 16th row, uh, May 1st and 2nd. I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to go to the 40th anniversary show in Hyde Park with Gwen Stefani and Chic. Mm-hmm. And then I was also going to, when I was in Paris, was going to pop up to Sweden to go see them play in a festival. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, so I was like trying to do two bucket lists. at the, I was like going to have a massive Durani year at the same time honoring my mom. And then it was like, I am still waiting to see. I'm supposed to be modeling at a huge photography convention in August here in Chicago. And we're still we're still on schedule for that, but in August, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I bet you it's going to be canceled. I, yeah. I just have a feeling. I just. I have, I have. I'm in fearful of the the next wave of. Yeah. Of I mean, yeah. Don't you think? What do you think? Do you think like are we op- trying to open up things too early? Is there going to be a second, third wave? Because we're already seeing that in China right now. Like yeah. they opened up, and we're seeing another wave, and the death toll is way higher. Um, my friend, I am lucky that I went to this model camp because now I have this whole network of all these models all around the world. So we're kind of like doing, looking and seeing what they're doing. Like there's this one girl, she is in Hong Kong. They were one of the first places hit outside of China. They, I'm kind of using her as a barometer 
you know, anytime I'm like, hey, what's happening over there? Um, they've gone, she's gone back to work doing photo shoots and stuff. Um, but like she has to wear a mask everywhere. Uh, she said restaurants are open, but bars and clubs aren't. Um, I haven't asked her about movie theaters. Um, yeah. And also question. from traveling, I um, I also am friend. I made friends with the girl, a girl that I met in New Zealand. So I've also been using her as a barometer because they really locked down quickly. They only had like two cases when they locked everything down, wouldn't let anyone in, wouldn't let anyone out. And they were very extreme too. They were yeah. very extreme with their. Um, they were very extreme with that. Um, so I've kind of been using like my network that I've built around the world on like Instagram and WhatsApp uh, as kind of barometers. Um, a lot of, there are people here that, you know, want to open up like May 1st or May 15th. I've already in my head being like, I got this fun. I could just text because it's going to be such a mad dash for people wanting to go oh, back to work. Goodness, yeah. But I can tell my managers, let the people that have kids and stuff work first. Schedule me last. Do you think, um, <laughs> this is just a bizarre question. Do you think that, um, like we're talking like a dog has to go with her. Um, do you think that, um, like with the modeling world, do you think we're going to see a new fashion of masks with like sexy outfits or that kind of thing? Because I kind of think we will. I've already seen it happening. Yes. I've okay. Already, you're in. You know this, so you're in that industry. I've, I've already seen it happening. Um, I've seen a lot of fashion designers turn to making masks. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. The mask I actually have. Um, the girl that did my mask is a designer in Los Angeles that I know from a fashion show in Ohio. Um, but I also had a designer here in Chicago that was, she was actually doing a custom piece for me. But like I said, the designers that I know, a lot of them uh, transitioned to doing mask. Um, so this girl in Chicago was making me a custom piece made out of a beach ball I stole from Duran Duran. A beach ball. Okay. I stole a giant beach ball that they toss out into the audience during the Rio Encore. And I kept the beach ball and I've been uh, holding on to it for about a year. And finally I met the right designer that was like, I can turn that into a skirt for you. And I was supposed to take it to Vegas and debut it in Vegas. Yeah. But when everything got shut down, I had originally given her a due date of April 3rd, uh, April 29th, so that I could take it to Vegas. And I just told her, I said, when I saw everybody focusing on masks and seeing that she, I was like, don't worry about my skirt. <laughs> as long as it's ready by my birthday in August, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Focus on masks. But I, a lot of them are making masks. Um, even the major designers like Christian Soriano and Zach Posen are making masks. Um, but I think we're going to see that incorporate into the fashion. I you think, think that sounds like a I think we're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, elastic yeah. waisted pants or baggy pants. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of elastic waist, a lot of a lot, you know, things that are loose in the waist and the hips. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're going to see coming out of quarantine fashion. <laughs> oh god i 
I'm not ready for the 80s again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I could. Actually, I could be because I got the spandex. So Yeah. I, 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 it's not going to be tight. We're going to see a lot of loose stuff. Right, because everybody got the corona. No, no, I have to be different. So Everybody's got the corona me. puff. <laughs> yeah, every, it's going to be a lot of loose, loose, uh, you know, elastic waist and, uh, you know, and have your face covered. <laughs> like pajamas are going to be the new outside norm. I'd like to keep it on, please. <laughs> Only drag race uh, fans will get that reference. <laughs> I think acting wise, it's now showing a lot of these casting directors that they don't need to cast or they don't, they can have auditions outside of whatever market they're in. Like. Cause you can do Zoom. You can do Zoom. You can do Zoom. You can, there's, there's places doing Zoom auditions for projects and they're auditioning actors from other markets because now they can see, yeah, before you could self, like I have self, I have put myself on tape to, for shows in Atlanta, shows in Los Angeles. But I think this is going to open it up even more so. And I think it's also going to open it up for like teachers and other like acting teachers and stuff in other markets to go online with their classes. I even said the woman that the 93 year old woman that Coors Light sent the beer to, they should have had someone get her on zoom and had her, they should have recorded them taking the beer to her. Absolutely. They, they, because they could have just already had a new commercial for Coors Light right there all right so we're we're hitting the hour mark okay um we're gonna have you for um because we're a video production company we want to talk to um we're gonna talk to a bunch of my uh filmmaker friends uh, I'll I'll send you. A link. oh my gosh you guys have to come up here sometime when the chicago film scene has another well when we actually start having mixers again i was going to like this mixer every wednesday they do a and they do a podcast i think the first wednesday of every month but yeah these guys we they actually they're actually the ones i did the um movie in around halloween where i ate the guy <laughs> that from everything i've heard that sounds about right um i, I ate my doordash guy Sorry. oh god that sounds about right. I'm glad I the door to Um All right. Hope you enjoyed it uh, for this week. We may be switching back to a more regular schedule soon. Um, we're also in all places podcasts are found, except for iTunes, which will be soon. So Google Play, PodTrack, all the fun places. You can find us at WeDoVids.com. And SarahBennettPhotography.net. And DaytonBusinessVideo.com. Um, yeah, check us out. 